Hi, I'm Patrick Finley. He's Mark Potash. And Potsy coming up on Hallis Intrigue, we will talk about the Bears' first-round pick, about what they could have done, and what they might do next. All that and more coming up on Hallis Intrigue. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. Potsy, it is 12, 11 a.m. You and I are still inside Hallis Hall processing what the Bears did with their first round pick. They woke up on Thursday morning with the number nine pick. They went to bed. Well, they will go to bed at some point tonight, I guess, with uh, an extra fourth round pick next season, which is what they got to move back from number nine to number 10. And with it, they picked up Darnell Wright. Uh, the right tackle from Tennessee. What do you think? Well, they, hey, the Bears got the guy they wanted. I think this is the 27th straight year since I've been covering Bears drafts. So that the Bears got have the gotten the guy wanted. they wanted. <laughs> it always works out that way, but it never works out for the Bears. But uh, this is a new era, and, and you know, all I can say is that, you know, I, I'm not an expert. I don't know. Uh, Darnell Wright was not like one of the of the four. He was not the top guy. He was three or four. Yeah. He and so again, I go back to what I'm saying, and I don't I know I don't know how else to put it. I'm relying on Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham's background as offensive linemen and their intuition about yeah. you know how they fit into the this offensive system. And, uh, th- that this will work. I have no idea whether this was a, a ri- the, the right or wrong pick or the, a good or bad pick, how it will work out. But I think the, the – the, I guess what I get out of it is they took a lineman with the 10th pick in the draft. And that's good. I think that's, that's advancement for the Bears. The Bears have neglected offensive tackles in particular in the top 10. They've had like I think 10 over the last how many years – and in, just in general in the first round. And at least now they're trying to get, um, uh, trying to develop anchor tackles. I think they've got a good combination here with uh, Raxon Jones and Darnell Wright. And it's a chance. Will it work? I have no idea if it'll work out. But I, I think that's, I still, I, I, I applaud the move. Let's put it that way. The key thing we'll talk about, I guess, is that they, the Bears did pass on Jalen Carter, which a little bit of a surprise, maybe not. But I will say, um, Unless Jalen Carter turns into Aaron Donald, which is always a possibility, I think this has a better has a chance to be you know to to not make polls look as bad as let's say Trubisky over Mahomes made Pace look bad. I think that right tackles are more valuable today than they've ever been, but they're still not left tackles. And we can sit here and say good for the Bears for drafting a tackle. It's the highest tackle they've drafted since uh, Jimbo Cover, right? Hall of Famer. Yes. So. Pretty good company. It also shows how long it's been since they put any real investment in the position. But they did put the investment in a guy who profiles better yeah. as a right tackle. Does that? But it's played left tackle. Played left tackle. In theory, two years they ago. could switch anyway. Although it, I think the reason they got right was because he's played some right tackle. The other said, I think that's one probably swayed. But I'll be honest. I don't know how big a deal that is. Uh, it, uh, if uh, I think I think the the, the the biggest thing is that. They have a guy who, you know, they're not hoping for even Braxton Jones to become a starter or Charles Leno to become an all-pro 
um, you know, or you know, any of those, any of the fifth, sixth, seventh rounders they've had who have been like the lead tackles on this team. Uh, so it's, I think it's, a, it's, a, you know, it's a good chance to for a win. It's a good chance for a win. Uh, I'd be, I'd be surprised if it was like an Alex Leatherwood type of crap out. I don't think it will be that. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, I think it's. I think you have a right it's, to be positive. If you're a Bears fan, you have a right to think this is a step in the right direction. The Bears have spent well. A certain corner of Bears fandom, Potsy, has since I don't know October first been rooting for the Bears to lose so they could get a high draft pick. And, and granted, the Bears got the number one pick. They turned around and they traded it, and then they traded the number nine again today. In terms of excitement, in terms of sexiness. The Bears have gone from number one overall to number nine overall to a right tackle. And along the way, you know, picked up D.J. Moore, a good move. Picked up future picks from the Panthers, a good move. But if you're looking for something to wrap your arms around Friday morning as a fan, I, I think this is hard for some of the Bears fans who are excited to finally see the fruits of their tanking labor. Yeah, because only because it's a right tackle and not a player who whose whose uh, production you can quantify. Well, and also um, because it's a it's a right tackle, not a left tackle. Because I'm it's not, not as, because I'm it's not, not because not it's not the stuck lo- on that as because you it's, are. because it's yeah. not the local yeah. kid Skaronski from Notre Dame and from Park Ridge. Yeah, because it's not maybe the Ohio State kid Paris Johnson who Buzz really built built on him and he wound up going super high. Um, and I think he's I. I have no doubt that he could be that, that the Bears believe he's going to be a quality player. I don't know that there's a lot of sizzle in the. There, well, there is no sizzle. Sizzle as uh, as does not always get you what you want. I'll say this, Pat. Until further notice, I still think the Bears are better off uh, going three and fourteen than winning four more games and having the thirteenth pick in the draft. And until until uh, until I'm convinced otherwise, that, that's still my that's that's my stand. And uh, and uh, and uh, was that Darnell, your stand? Was that your Darnell, stand? All, was that your stand Darnell, all season? Right. Uh, yeah, I've been a proponent. I was a proponent of. Well, uh, since, since it ensued, since it happened, <laughs> sure. Right, yes, I mean, right. if the Bears would have had four more wins, mm-hmm. you would have had a little bit more knowledge that your quarterback could win games. Mm-hmm. But you would have had the thirteenth pick in the draft. You wouldn't sure. have DJ Moore. Sure. Okay, you wouldn't have a couple other picks. Okay. Sure. Um, I don't know who they could have gotten at thirteen. It actually could probably could have been a wide receiver who would have excited people, right? Could have been Darnell Wright, or yeah, whatever. But 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 uh, all I'm saying is, that, like I said, until further notice, I think go. I think get, getting the number one pick was better than winning four more games. And we'll see. I it could be wrong. Maybe if it turns out that this team just can't win, and say, well, we sh- you knew that we sh- we knew that last year. I will. I will make a devil's uh, a. Uh, um... What? It's late at night. Devil's... Devil's advocate? Advocate. Oh, my gosh, Potsy. It's too late. Here's the devil's advocate argument for you. Let's say the Bears don't lose their last nine games after trading Roquan Smith. Let's say that they keep Roquan. Let's say that Justin Fields makes a play or two at the end of games. Let's say that they're more a middle-class team in the NFL than uh, they finished out. Are you comfortable putting Jalen Carter on that team? Because it seems to me like the Bears weren't for a lot of reasons, but I think one of the reasons, and Ryan Poles uh, had talked about it before, was that maybe this team was too young and too new to be able to handle a controversial player or an immature player. 
would this roster have been better able to handle it if they had gone through some of the rigors that included winning last year? Uh, well, they wouldn't have been in a position to, though. I mean, they never were. They wouldn't. They wouldn't have gotten Jalen Carter if they had won. Yeah, that's why it's a, yeah, that's why yeah. it's a devil's advocate thing. I mean, yeah. if they were sitting at they couldn't. Yeah, yeah. No, they, but that but that that wasn't that even even I won't even say it's a hypothetical, but that that would not have ensued because if you win more games and you don't get Jalen Carter, I don't think it would have made a difference. I'll be honest, I'm a little dubious. That that's one of those narratives that sounds good. The Eagles have a locker room and a team that can and that that can handle. Um, that, that can handle a guy like a controversial, want to say controversial guy like Jalen, an immature player like right, Jalen sure. Carter who needs to grow up, and that and that the Bears do not. That sounds good, and I just don't know. I think it's one of those things I buy into, and it's kind of not right. right. I mean, I just think it might be BS. I think I think the Bears have players like uh, Eddie Jackson and uh, Jalen Johnson, mm-hmm. and some players anyway. Uh, even uh, some of their newcomers, right? T.J. Edwards mm-hmm. and Tremaine Edmonds. Yes, and yeah. players who have said, "I think they have enough players who who could who could uh, help nurture this guy." I mean, that's something that that's a narrative that's on paper sounds right, but I, I'm not sure if I actually buy that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just my opinion. So, so when the number one, when the number nine pick came up Thursday night, the Bears were sitting there. Jalen Carter was available. They decided to trade down one spot with the Eagles. Right. The Eagles give them. A fourth round pick next year, which is Petui. It's not it much. Could be Eddie Jackson. It could be Eddie Jackson, could but be it, Nick Kwiatkowski. But in the world of uh, Tom, DM Bush, it might be the. And we can look this up, Potsy. I wonder the last time that a top ten pick has been traded, uh, and the only differential is that fourth round is a fourth round pick the following year. That's yeah. the equivalent. You don't of think a, you got enough for that? Is that what you're saying? I'm well. I'm what saying, else could they have gotten for one? I don't know. I mean, it's the equivalent yeah. of a fifth-round pick this year. What I'm saying is that I think that they saw a value in letting another team take Jalen Carter in front of them versus passing on Jalen Carter. And I think that they knew that the Eagles were going to take him, and that's why right. they made the move. And you get a little something for your trouble, so you can say you got a little something for your trouble. But what they got is not a difference-making thing. No, but, I mean, it doesn't really matter. that you, they, The point is they had an opportunity to draft – Jalen Carter, and they chose not to. We talked to Ryan Poles uh, super late tonight, Potsy, and asked him a couple of different times uh, about about Carter. He didn't want to comment on a guy yeah. who's not the Bears or is not with the Bears. And usually they don't, but I, like I think I think that's an exception. I think that's a guy who, like I said, was you know the top player in the draft. Supposedly, just an absolute. You know, there are out of thirty-two teams. I don't know if a team needs a three technique like. Eberflus. Let's right. put it that way. I'm not saying he's the only one, but all I'm saying is it was just, I mean, it was such an obvious thing. I thought, I, I frankly, I thought he would, from what we've seen of, of Ryan Poles, I thought he would at least address that, especially the way they addressed it beforehand. Right. That was weird that they addressed it so, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. it didn't, didn't not concisely or right. pointedly, but still uh, addressed the question in the pre-draft uh, thing, but not... Tonight, I was a little disappointed. I mean, I get it. You know, he's asked about Skaronski. He didn't say much about. Also, like, either. but here's the thing: we yeah. all we all know what's going on here. We, we don't need him to say something out loud in, a, in order for us to go. He made it clear enough that 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 uh, character issue was what, and you know, that's what he said yeah. was kind of speaking generally. Yeah. Character yeah. is important. And you know something, Pat? That's like, I think you should feel. I think Bears fans should feel better about that because 
it worked out how it was going to work out. If Jalen Carter was not a, did not have a character issue, he would have been gone anyway. Yeah. They made that decision when they decided to drop down from uh, instead of four down to nine. Mm-hmm. So they really weren't going to get him if he wasn't a, a risk. The only time, the only thing, the only way this can really blow up on the Bears is if he comes in as a character risk and it turns out there's nothing at all wrong with him. Mm-hmm. And I go back to like the Randy Moss thing. Now Randy Moss is a little bit different. His character issues were all before he got to college. They were right. high school. Right. They were a little more serious. Well, no, they can't say they were more serious, but it was, you know, it was, it was a character. So Randy Moss said, hey, I am going to be fine. And, you know, he had his moments, but by and large, yeah. any well, team could have taken him. What's the worst yeah. thing he did in the NFL? He mooned somebody? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, he had he was, he was had that one little problem at the end of Minnesota, oh, Oakland. You're right. You're right. He had a little bit of a downturn. And I don't know if he was necessarily a bad guy, but it was he was not the same guy. And then he uh, was re-energized when he went to the and became a Hall of Famer when he went to uh, to New England. But anyway, he was uh, he was a guy who yeah you thought he had these characters and it turns out no he was and now he's like he's a better character guy he's a better guy now he's a more likable guy now than all the players the Bears drafted <laughs> the first round picks they drafted in that era. Is do you think that Darnell Wright for the rest of his career? is going to be viewed by Bears fans as the guy they got instead of Jalen Carter. Yeah, well, I think they'll be compared. Absolutely. Oh, sure. I, yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, you can't for help For the same reason that. that Bryce Young is going to – the Bears fans are going to watch Bryce Young for the for the rest of his career. Right. Instead, they're going, we uh, could have had yeah. him. And yeah. that was – but even that's not quite the same thing because it's hard to go to Bryce Young when you've got Justin Fields. That's a harder turn to make. I get that you can still, you know, evaluate him. It's like, you know, if he's – you know, it'd be like if the if you had Justin Fields and 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 uh, Patrick Mahomes out there. You know, you that's a tougher one. This one was a little more obvious. Yeah, you know, sure. this is not even like a you know Skaronsky or Paris Johnson. You know, what I'm saying it's not a, that though. Even those either ors aren't compared. They could have taken this guy or that guy. This is even more direct. This is this is a guy who, like I said, was one of the could have been the the top player in the entire draft. Was a absolute perfect fit for your defense. And uh, really, uh, will and, and to answer your question, yes, until he will be always. Th- these two guys will always be compared. Here's what they could have had, and it's kind of similar to the Mahomes and Trubisky thing, and that just totally blew up. Even though it wasn't at the time, it was what Deshaun Watson and 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 Trubisky. Yeah, that went from a two-man yeah. argument to a one-man argument. Uh, yeah, real fast. Was, yeah, we've kind of moved the goalposts a little bit on that one, but sure. but also because and not to belabor this, but. Because when you're looking at a quarterback, a good and astute GM would have known that Patrick Mahomes was going to be Patrick Mahomes. That's their job. But anyway, I'm getting off track here. But I just think to answer your question, yeah, they are those two guys will be compared, um, and we'll see what happens. I think it's more likely that they're both good. Yeah. You know, the other one was just a total disaster. The, the one where you know Mahomes and and even Watson for a while. I mean, and right. maybe still it will end up being a, a huge disparity. But this I think will be like, hey. You know, they're getting a player, and I said this before, I think earlier in the podcast, I, they're getting a player that they really needed at a position they really right. needed that they had neglected, the previous GMs have neglected. This is a good, that's a good thing. And if he works out, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be tougher. I think I think Jalen Carter's going to have to be Aaron Donald for it to be a loss sure. for, for Ryan Poles. And we haven't said the word Justin Fields yet, so we'll say the word Justin Fields. This is obviously good news for him. Uh, he might. Not I think be- I said Justin Fields oh, okay. when we were talking about the tanking. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah maybe so. Yeah. Um, this is obviously good news for Justin. Real quick, 
Posse, before we get out of here, let's talk about why they did like him. I don't want this to, all, to be all about Jalen Carter. Right. One, one of the stories that, that both uh, Wright and uh, Ryan Poles told was uh, that Ryan Poles and offensive line coach Chris Morgan flew down to Tennessee the day before Easter and put him through what sounds like a pretty miserable workout, uh, putting him through classroom stuff. Threw him in the deep end of the pool. Yep, that's what that's yeah. what Ryan Poles said, and and saw that he could swim. You know, they uh, they did classroom stuff, they did positional drills, then they like just ran him to death, made him do up downs, and then did more drills, changed plays on the fly, tested him mentally. And we're really happy with what they saw. I, I like the image of Ryan Poles in shorts standing out on the field. Uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee, watching his own line coach uh, just give the business to this guy. I, I think that that's a I, – I like, I like that the GM was hands-on, and I like yeah. that they – I like that they lean on a coach who they obviously respect a whole heck of a yeah, lot. Yeah. There, were, there were regimes here that would make decisions about players without yeah. including the head coach. So this is different. It wouldn't surprise me if Chris. If this is a Chris Morgan pick. I mean, yeah. I, I think they trust him enough that uh, that if he liked them that much, they go that direction. So I think that had a lot to do with it. But uh, we'll you know we'll see. I think it's good. Again, it goes back to Poles being an offensive lineman himself and kind of knowing it. I don't know if he would have really done that for a wide receiver, mm-hmm. you know, or a defensive back or whatever. Um, and, and again, it's, I hate to keep saying it, but it's just the trust factor. You trust that this guy knows what he's doing. And uh, I think we'll see fairly quickly because top 10 picks should be a starting player as a rookie. In fact, a week one starter. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, like I, I think it's been 30 years since a top 10 uh, offensive tackle has not started uh, as a yeah. rookie. And that doesn't mean they're always good. Sometimes yeah. they, like Alex Leatherwood, they kind of peter out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'll be at least an early indication. And we saw, you know, again, we saw from Braxton Jones how quickly a fifth-round pick. I mean, it wasn't like he won it by default right? or almost the opposite. They brought in people to beat him out, and he still kept it. But he was – that was one of the quickest ascensions we've seen at Hallis Hall in, in, in the offseason. I can't remember exactly what it was when he was all of a sudden the first-team yeah. left tackle. But it was pretty quick. Pretty so if, if a fifth-rounder like that could – what about a guy who's got first-round talent? Yeah, you know, and that, I mean, he should. So we'll get an early indication of whether they're right. Uh, I think uh, pretty early. All he's got to do is beat out Larry Borum uh, as yeah. the roster is currently constructed. Yeah. Potsy, the the Bears will wake up on Friday uh, with picks number fifty-three and sixty-one in round two. Boy, it'd be nice to have pick number thirty-two, but they traded that, um, yeah. and then they have pick number sixty-four in round three. I don't want to. I won't get too deep into the list of prospects that are available, but I will tell you that there will be a story up on the Sun Times website Friday morning doing exactly that. But Thank I will you ask you, that. in terms of positions, where do you go from here? Got to go defensive line. Yeah, pretty obvious. And I, I think not only difficult defensive line, they might have to like move up. I mean, yeah. They might have to wheel and deal a little bit. I mean, they they got to go pretty far. Yeah, up, though. that's I, the I problem. I would have asked. I mean, well, well, I guess we'll get we'll get polls the next couple of days. But man. Who's their, you know, uh, who are their, who's their starting defensive line? Is it the yeah. same as last year, except for? No, I mean, Demarcus Walker. Yeah, it's Demarcus Walker, Justin Jones, uh, the Raider kid that they got, the nose tackle. Yeah, so they need a lot of they, you know, they need a lot of help there. So, uh, so I think it's pretty obvious what they need. The only question is, will they move up? And I remember talking to Kuiper about this on, the, on one of those teleconferences, and there was players he liked. Uh, 
there were some players that that he liked. A couple of LSU, who are the two LSU guys, Ojolari. Yeah, uh, Ojolari is still his available. Teammate yep. who he really liked, thought he was the most underrated guy. But I've also read Scotty reports say that he's a future, pro, you know, he's a he's raw, whatever. But anyway, the, the, they have to. Uh, I'm not an expert at that, obviously, but they need to address their defensive line and early because they need to get. I mean, they almost, I don't say they need, they kind of need to get starting players. I mean, mm-hmm. you can get that in the second round, mm-hmm. but the higher up you go, the better chance you have. So, so that's, what, that's what I see happening is defensive line, tackle, and, and, uh, and with a strong possibility of moving up to get somebody they really like. I'm going to put you on the spot real quick, and then we'll go. I know how much you love oh, being put yeah, on the spot. Oh, yeah, just whatever it is. Chase Young might be available. From the Redskins is or the one, Commanders? Yes, how dare you. Um, yeah, sorry. Is one year of Chase Young at an expensive contract and and a flyer to see whether he might work, is that worth to you either of the second-round picks or a third-round pick? I don't know. They're so scheme-specific. I'd have to know more about the player and how he fits. Yeah. You and know, I'd have to know, know that. I'd, it's ha- just, you I'd know. have to see the medicals on Chase Young's knee. Yeah, uh, I... Um, my my guess is that's a chance they will not take yeah. or would not want to take. I, feel, I just don't, yeah. I don't it feels like feel even, that need. It feels like even if they hit on him as an edge rusher, that all that does is buy them the privilege of paying him a ton of money next year. Yeah, which wouldn't so, be the worst thing. Right. But I just don't. I'll say this on the offensive line and the defensive line. I don't think they're nearly as panicky as those of us on the outside who watch the team and root for the team. You know, fans. I don't think the Bears are nearly as panicky about those situations as. Others are mm-hmm. not that they're right, but mm-hmm. they could be totally wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I don't feel I don't think they feel the need to. I don't think they call that a panic move or make a a bold move or yeah. maybe something they wouldn't do in a normal. I, course I hope they feel a little rebound. pressure because that front seven was among the worst I front know, sevens I the know, Bears have ever had. I know, but <laughs> yeah. you know, um, uh, so I'm not. I don't mean to give you a company line, but I'm sure that's what it is. But also on offense, they're going to be in the second year, and there's going to be some improvement. I'm not saying you can try out the same guys and be better, but I'm saying there are other factors involved, and you've got other better players, and we'll see. So, but the, no, no, no doubt. Um, don't get me wrong; they need help, right. and I think they're going to get that in the in the second round, and and like I said, maybe even trading up. Last question, Potsy. One of the favorite things you do of mine, or I'll rephrase: it's late. One of my favorite things of yours that you do is uh, post game grades. I know that oh, you geez, you have really? issues with them. I'm going to ask you for a post game grade of tonight. What do you give? What do you give? Trading back, getting a fourth round pick next year, and taking Darnell Wright. I would say that is a B. Yep, exactly what I would say. And I, I think that uh, uh, it, it's not sexy, but yeah. it fills the position of need. Yeah. And again, it's it's yeah. always the, the question. The follow up yeah. question is always going to be. What happened to Jalen Carter? Yeah. And only time will tell on that. Posse, yeah. it's time for us to drive home and uh, try and get some sleep before yeah. returning to Hallis Hall on yeah. Friday. In the interim, you can follow Mark and I and Jason Leacher on Twitter. You can check us out on the Sun-Times website and in print. Uh, and please like, rate, and review the podcast. He is Mark Potash. I'm Patrick Finley. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back again real soon. <laughs>